0: Welcome to The World Transformed. All this week, we're talking about shifting realities. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. How are you, my friend? Man, doing great. Starting another great week of podcasting goodness, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We're doing a theme week this week. Last week, we kind of inadvertently did buzzkill week for two-thirds of the week, but it wasn't an intentional theme. It just sort of happened. But this is actually we're exploring a theme. We're going to talk about how reality is as the shifting sands of time. Reality is changing. (laughs) And it's changing. I think if it's changing, that means it can change for the better, but it doesn't have to change for the better. And what we mean by it and what we do with it, all those things are kind of in flux. We're going to take a very odd way of entering into this discussion tonight. We're going to talk about the end of two paranormal and conspiracy-affirming institutions, okay? And uh, that's what I'm going to call them. One is the death of a man who was a legend in AM radio broadcasting and in doing the kind of stuff that we admire so much. Art Bell passed away on, not ironically at all, Friday the 13th, just a couple days ago. And died at seventy two The man was a pioneer, was he not? He was well i'd never really been exposed to
1: art bill prior to two thousand and five when you know I drove out to the Rocky Mountain Bloggers convention. This was so early in the blogging days, bill, that podcasting wasn't a thing. It was before and, podcasting, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm listening to Art Bell wax lyrical about UFOs and all this for hours on end, driving in the middle of the night, and I loved it. wasn't convinced by any of it. It was all crazy nonsense, but it was entertaining, crazy nonsense. And I got to thinking, you know, the stuff we talk, we were blogging about, from the point of view of the uninitiated, was sometimes could be considered as crazy nonsense by, you know, the quote, normal people, right? Phil and I could do a, an Art Bell show. It would be crazy sounding and out there to some people, but it'd have the additional benefit of also being true, right? And we called it internet radio because we didn't... You know, wouldn't call yeah,
0: I think we called anybody. it the Speculist Radio, the first yeah. first outing we did, yeah, something like that.
1: And we With we uh, and
0: had a good time doing it, and we've been doing it ever since.
1: He was a real inspiration, Art Bill was to us doing this show.
0: So an absolute inspiration. I, just I always enjoyed listening to him when, whenever I had to drive anywhere late at night, cross-country, I would always tune in that AM dial and see if I could find him. It's not like I sat up every night and listened to Art Bell, and I didn't go to the Coast to Coast website, and I wasn't a member or any of that kind of stuff. I, I, if well, the there's time something was right. about
1: driving in the desert at night, Listen yes. to Art Bell. I mean, yeah. that is, a, that is a, an experience that can't be duplicated by anything else. I, I had the additional benefit of I was the only one awake. It would have been even better, I suppose, had I been driving alone through the desert. Y-
0: yes, you had your whole family with you, but you really want yeah. to be alone, and you want to see yep. mysterious lights off on the horizon, winking in and out and going, oh, is that a town up there or what's going on? Right? Teacher. Or, you know, is it a UFO? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Art Bell program, what made it great was it explored an alternative view of the world. And when we decided to put together The World Transformed, the, the show that became The World Transformed, that's what we were doing, too. Now, the difference, of course, is that we don't believe in most of what makes up the worldview of... The Art Bell Show, and we do believe in in this stuff. But we thought, and I think this is true, that you could do something as entertaining and as compelling with actual where things are going technologically and what's happening in the world of science, that in fact it's the old truth is stranger than fiction, right? That uh, reality has caught up with and has superseded even some of our more spectacular fantasies or more spectacular, I don't know what you call it, folklore, urban mythology. About how the world works anyway he was a tremendous professional in addition to hosting that show for all these years and he retired a couple times then he kept coming back because he really enjoyed doing it but i guess years ago before any of the paranormal stuff he was probably while in the u.s military he set the all-time record for a marathon radio broadcast he went like six days or something like he some ridiculous period of time and I think they said it was in Okinawa. So he was kind of a pioneer in, in a lot of different ways, made the, made the radio a lot more fun, gave us a great idea, and uh, always enjoyed listening to his stuff because it was entertaining. And it found another entertaining outlet at the same time his show first became popular in the 90s with a TV show that we've talked about many, many times. The X-Files, and I've linked to this review, The X-Files is done, and please let it be for good. I don't know, Stephen, have you watched any, did you watch any of the current season of The X-Files that started in January? The relaunch a couple of years ago, I watched,
1: I think, that entire season. Yeah. Um, I I think they called that the 10th season. And yeah. uh and then they waited a couple of years and came out with the eleventh season yeah i uh,
0: I've not seen any of the eleventh is there any anything good in in the eleventh is it is it worthwhile The thing is Chris Carter is going after diminishing returns okay by Maybe so, yeah by by trying to find new ways to make that stuff exciting. It's tired, he knows it's tired he tries to he tries to make it relevant, and it just doesn't quite. Work. I felt that there were a couple of really outstanding episodes in this most recent season, but they were not the myth arc and not the monster of the week. Do you remember the occasional humor episodes they would do, the comedy episodes they would do?
1: Yeah, they did yeah. occasionally
0: they'd they,
1: they, they do a funny one, every
0: now and then. Every now and then. They did a really wonderful show about the Mandela Effect, which... Uh, one critic said, I'm, I'm taking that as the end of the X-Files. And I think you could watch that episode and say, yes, that's the end. That's, that's the perfect ending for the X-Files. But if you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, that's the belief that basically we're shifting from one reality to another constantly. And that's why people remember, for example, there's a lot of people who remember seeing Nelson Mandela's funeral after he died in prison back in the 80s even though, of course, he didn't die in the 80s. He lived on and became president of South Africa and died just a few years ago. But there are people who remember it differently. And there are people yeah. who remember a lot of different things differently. The, the one we talked about when we did a show about this a couple of years ago was the Berenstein versus Baronstein bears, right? Right. And right. and that's, they talk about that in the in the X-Files episode, but they do it with a different child, a made-up children's Arthur and th- there's this uh, Scully is into this dessert called Guapo ABC and everyone's going, "Don't you mean Jello 123?" because there was a dessert called Jello 123 back a long time ago. And and she's like, "No, no, this was like that, but it was Guapo ABC," and she's the only one who can remember it and <laughs> and Mulder has this, his all-time favorite Twilight Zone episode. He's the only one who can remember it. He can't find any reference to it on any of the Twilight Zone books or in his collection or any of that kind of stuff. So that, that sort of kicks off this whole adventure where it turns out that there's this other guy who remembers being part of their team from the beginning. And they have these wonderful shots of early X-Files episodes with this other guy edited into it, and it was just
1: (laughs) that's pretty great.
0: It was really funny. They show the last adventure that those three had together, and it really just kind of wrapped up the X-Files in a in a good way. But meanwhile, although he's wrapping it up uh, from from a comedic standpoint, he keeps the myth story going, and it's just gotten less and less plausible. Not that it was ever terribly plausible, and I don't know less and less engaging, and there's a lot of problems. People have a lot of problems now with the fact that there's just been too many experiments on Scully's body and things like that. You know, (laughs) you know, she doesn't have like perhaps the reproductive agency that we want a woman to have in, in this day and age, the whole, the whole, the aliens are doing medical experiments on you. I don't know. It's not as fun as it used to be. It's, it's got a creepy side to it, especially when it's, producing offspring and some of those kinds of things. And I just feel that it has run its course. Anyway, Jillian Anderson said she's not going to play Scully ever again.
1: If she's done, then I imagine X-Files is done.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, I'm certainly done. Because much as I like Mulder, you can't have the X-Files without them both. They tried to do that in Season 8 or 7 or whatever it was, and it just wasn't any good. It was just Scully. You have to have the whole team. Apparently you don't need all three of them, though. (laughs) <laughs> you don't you don't need you should definitely watch it it's it's quite amusing but somewhere we turned a corner and i think that we 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 have to recognize that the internet has played a role in this but but somewhere we turned a corner where crazy conspiracy theories stopped being a fringe thing that we could entertain ourselves with listen to it on a dark long distance cross country drive late at night watch it on a Sunday evening and you know, see if the fluke creature is going to come back or whatever. At some point, we turned a corner, and really over-the-top crazy conspiracy theories have become much more mainstream in some ways. If you want to read a crazy conspiracy theory, you can actually go to your favorite political blog, and you'll probably find one there. If not in the stories that are on there, then read the comments, right? And eventually, you're going, yeah. to, you're going to read some crazy stuff. You're going to read stuff that people back in the 90s, who were UFO enthusiasts might have rolled their eyes at. We've gotten to where we kind of accept some pretty out-there views of the world. And there are people who believe in this Mandela effect. This, is, this has become a big thing, and I think that one's kind of fun because it's kind of entertaining that, uh, that, that people believe in it. But the the slip side of that is that if you believe in the Mandela effect, essentially there is no reality anymore, Right. You can just wake up in a different universe every day of your life. And as far as I can tell, there's no way to fix it. And ultimately, you live in this totally chaotic universe. The good thing about stuff like X-Files or the original Art Bell show is that it gave you this peek under the covers into a larger mystery underpinning our rational world. And I think increasingly, people don't believe in a rational world. They believe that whatever narrative you can... Follow that will advance your cause. That's all you need to do. We, we hear we hear one. a phrase quite
1: often that uh, I just completely disagree with, and the phrase is "your truth." Right. Ah. You've got your truth, Phil, and and who am I to say that you know your truth is wrong, even though you believe in a flat Earth. If I've got a good friend who believes some far like that, I, I'm going to probably try talk some sense into them, right? To heck with this your truth business, there needs to be some shared sense of what is actually real and what is actually not. There are certain things that uh, a person in the modern world needs to kind of grasp and understand and, and accept.
0: Consider this one, okay? Consider this conspiracy theory, one of my favorites, because it just irritates me to no end. The moon landing was fake, right? Now, we used to live in a world where everyone could agree that objectively it occurred one way or the other. Either Neil Armstrong actually landed on the moon and Buzz Aldrin was there with him and that happened, or it all happened on a Hollywood soundstage and people like us have been faked out, right? We've been fooled, and the the people with the inside information, they know the real objective reality. But one way or another, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. If it's my truth that we went to the moon, but actually it was all filmed on a soundstage, then I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, You're objectively wrong. I am objectively
1: such a a thing as objective truth. Now, if uh, the Mandela
0: effect is true, it's possible, Stephen, that I come from a universe where it was faked. Okay, that's the thing. And (laughs) I'm from the
1: universe where it's real. And so
0: we really do have your truth and my truth. Exactly. Your truth and my truth actually can can more or less be objective. And not everybody believes in the Mandela effect. But I think people sort of believe in it more than they realize. They don't call it that. But that's effectively where we, where we end up. I was talking about this poll on Facebook the other day that showed that a growing number of people question whether the Earth is actually round, right? <laughs> it was the whole flat Earth thing. And the headline talked about millennials, and it started this whole discussion in, in the comments about millennials. And actually, I'm not sure that it's even generational. I wonder if you could, you could stratify that data differently because the people who question whether the Earth is round are – Growing in all groups, but it was was higher in millennials. And I wonder if, for example, you could map it back to how much time you spend online. Right. So it's not actually generational. But the longer you spend online, the more likely you are to start to question things like that. That's just, you know, that's that's one possible theory for for what might be the driver other than generations, because I hate getting into this whole like generations sniping yeah, at each other, yeah. and it becomes a big waste of time. So here's the thing. Somebody took me to task on this, and they pointed to this article and said, we'll see what it says. See, first off, they're not saying it's a flat earth. They're just saying that they're open one way or the other. And I'm like they're, – They're agnostic on the issue of – They're agnostic earth. on the shape wow. of the earth. And I'm like, yeah. we know the answer to that question. There is no purpose – to having an open mind on that. And somebody left a comment about climate change. And I said, here's the difference, okay, if you want to get into this. And I don't want to get deep into it. But the difference is 100 years ago, we knew less about climate than we do today. And 100 years from now, we'll know more than we do right now. And everyone can agree on that. If you're an alarmist, if you're a denialist, if you're anywhere in between, I think you can agree with those two statements, right? 100 years ago, we knew the earth was a sphere. Today, we know it's a sphere. A hundred years from now, we'll know it's a sphere. It's it's not going to be any less spherical or any more spherical than it is right now. There is nothing uh, to be open-minded about. And I don't doubt that they ended up in that place honestly, right? It was like, well, I'm not supposed to be so quick to judge. There is a place for that idea.
1: You know, we don't need to be overly judgmental. But you've got to have some concrete things that you can actually build upon to have some impact in this world. If we have to debate these base things, then you
0: never get around to doing anything important. What now. we see increasingly is people spending time on social media debunking flat earth society. It's like everything seems to work to kind of reinforce these ideas. And I don't blame people if they have actually been put in a position where there's no payoff to believing that reality is real. Right? If you just get in yeah. trouble for thinking reality is real, for finally just kind of saying, oh, well, to hell with it then. I don't know. Maybe the world's not round. I can sort of understand why people have ended up in that position, but I want to explore for the rest of the week what some of our alternatives might be for how we reconstruct that narrative around reality. If reality's going to shift. Maybe it doesn't have to shift into this direction of kind of uncertainty and chaos which is, I think, what you'll see a lot of if you do go ahead and watch that final episode of The X-Files. Just a lot of uncertainty and chaos. Maybe we can start reconstructing our view of it in a more positive way. Who would have guessed that Phil would try to push things in that direction? But we'll pick this up on Wednesday, and we'll talk a little bit about what's driving these shifting ideas about reality. Awesome. So great talking with you, Stephen. Great having you all with us. We will be back on Wednesday with a brand new show. And until next time, live to see it.